Hello and welcome to the Mix Air Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. All right, for tonight's show, we're going to jump into it with our favorite segment, The Flavor, and then we're going to talk some hip-hop. We got topics like Kanye's new doc. We got Donda 2 rumors and 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 Donda 2 listening party he just had. And then we got to talk about KRS-One being on the Billboard's charts at number two. He fell off this week, but for a week, I think two weeks, he was at number two. All right, so let's jump into it with our social media plugs. Kev, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at MixEraRapPod and our Twitter at MixEraRap. Yeah, man. Reaper, tell them where they can find you on social media. As always, across all platforms at The313Kid, T-H-E, 313-K-I-D. That's Twitter, Instagram, WeChat, and MixCloud if you like DJ Mix. Yeah, man, that's what's up. You know, we don't like to play around on this show, so let's jump right into the flavor. And first up, we're going to go with DJ Reaper's pick, and here we go. All right, man, that was fire. That was uh, DJ Reaper's pick, Get Your Mans by Rich Brian. And I'm going to jump in first with my two cents and just say that uh, I thought the young man rode the beat very well. The drops were heavy and hard. Uh, the beat was very well produced. Leave it to our man DJ Reaper to come to the stage with a real fire international rapper. And uh, I really appreciate it. I, I, it was fire to me. Uh, Kev, what's your thoughts on Reaper's Choice, Get Your Man by Rich Brian? I really liked it. It it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a um, like a late 90s, early 2000s type of style to it. But I knew it was a newer song, even though it sounded old, older. So it just, you know, just had good memories about it. And and I just and I really liked the way he was just like switching up his flow, you know, throughout the song. So it was a real good pick. No doubt. Appreciate that. I'm telling you, uh, I really I just forgot to mention that the flow difference. It almost sounded like he had a feature on there the way he was changing up his flow. So let's jump into it with uh, Reaper Reaper. Your reasons for choosing Get Your Man by Rich Brian. Well, it sounded like it had a feature because it does have a feature. <laughs> so I don't know if it's listed, but uh, it's featuring a, a new guy called Warren. I don't know if it's Hugh or Hugh but uh, Rich Brian is from Indonesia. And Warren is also from Indonesia. He just moved to New York recently and they linked up to do this song both as uh, Indonesian boys, but they're both signed to this record label, this collective, whatever you want to call it, called 88 Rising, based in China. Or it's 
from China, but based in in the United States, I guess you could say now. Um, the Higher Brothers and Joji and a bunch of international artists from Asia. And they actually did a 88 Rising Festival, you know, highlighting Asian artists and blah, 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 blah. But especially in the clubs, uh, even though Rich Brian isn't from China, you can play almost anything Rich Brian and people will at least give it a listen. So, yeah, look into Rich Brian. Some of his stuff is really tight. And he a young dude, too. He might only be he might only be 20, 24, something like that, 23. Warren is like 21. So. Appreciate that. We will definitely check for Warren. I I'll have to look that one up because I did not see it on Spotify. But that's my bad for not paying attention. We're gonna move. It's all good. Oh, and for the for the listeners, it's it's got a weird spelling. If you're trying to look it up, it's G E T C H O M A N S. Get your man's. And uh, the the music video is pretty cool as well. So check that out. Yeah, man, that's what's up. So let's jump into it with our man Kev's pick, and here we go. Yeah, you got the right number. Keep it going. Yeah. You told me that same story about you and your mans and how y'all made 20 bands on the PPE span. Like five times already, bro. You loud and sweaty. And if some spit land on my ear, all that cool shit is out the window. I stab him with the keys to the benzo. You talking like you got plugs. Stiff nigga better get a back rub. You too broke to have hobbies. Top golf, not even an option. Crab legs, not even. Oh, yeah, man. And that was Strictly Business by the Cool Kids. And that was Kevin's pick, man. Let me just pass this on to Reaper and let's see what he got to say about it. Reaper, your thoughts on Strictly Business by the Cool Kids. Yeah, a couple of seconds into it, I was like, man, that kind of sounds like Chuck English and Mikey. I know they don't have new songs out, but I guess they do. The Cool Kids, man, back when they first came out, I was a huge fan. One time for Detroit, man. One time for Chicago. Two places that are very special inside my heart. And uh, yeah, it was interesting to hear something new from them. But at the same time, it still kind of sounds like that 2008, 2009 cool kids. Like it doesn't sound, I don't know, and this is good and bad. Like I don't, it doesn't sound new. You know, it sounds like you took it from 2008 and 2009. And is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? So, but yeah. Interesting to hear from the cool kids again. Okay, okay. I feel you. So for me, uh, I thought that the production on it was masterful. Whoever the producer is really put in some work and they were able to, you know, give the feel of that boom bap era, but make it a little bit more modern. And I thought the cool kids, which I'm, I'm familiar with them as well. I thought they were just as creative as they've always been. Definitely not I agree with uh, Reaper. It wasn't much growth from them, but they, they've always been so creative that I kind of put them on a scale different than some of the younger artists that are out right now. I just think that their creativity is so good that uh, I give them a little bit of license to their growth pattern. You know, uh, I think they're still classified as underground, but we'll let Kev tell us more about that. Kev, your reason for choosing Strictly Business by the Cool Kids always been a fan of the group and um when i first heard they was coming back out it was this you know it was a that you know let me you know stay up stay up on what they're doing and, and um checking out their stuff 
Um, Reaper is right. Uh, it does sound like it sounds like a familiar sound for them. When they decided to come back together, they were experimenting with different sounds, and and I'm not sure uh, a lot of the fan base was kind of into the newer sounds that they had. So I think that's why they kind of reverted back to something that sounded familiar. They're still indie, to my understanding. But, um, I mean, you know, like I said, I've always been a fan of the group, and it's good to hear them back. Yeah, I, I do kind of wish they would have expanded on their uh, beat selections. But it still kind of, you know, it still feels good, and, and, and it's not bad. So... You know, I understand what Reaper is saying, but like I said, I've always been a fan of those guys and and it's glad to see that they came back together and started making new music. No doubt, no doubt. And I just want to say again, I appreciate them giving a nod to EPMD as well with a couple of uh, lines in their verses. And uh, it was, you know, in the title. So I really appreciate that little nugget there. So uh, let's jump into my pick. Oops. What was the name of the song? Strictly Business. Yeah, they just recently put a new album out. They had some other stuff. I want to say it's on Bandcamp that they might have did like a year or maybe two years ago. All right, you got to forward that to us so everybody can check that one out. So let's jump into my pick, and here we go. I don't been rolling down. I been rolling down. I been rolling down. Rolling, rolling, rolling. I done been rolling down by the deep. I done been washed up by the sea. I see through your fogginess and the debris. I see through your motive hidden underneath. I was under pressure, heavy under stress, and many expectations rising higher levels. I will never settle fold. I would never bold as a rebel fold. I would never. I done been down rolling by the deep. I done been washed up by the sea. I see through your fogginess and the debris. I see through your motive hidden underneath. I was under pressure, heavy under stress, and many expectations rising higher levels. I will never settle fold. I would never bold as a rebel fold. I would never. I was built for it from the start, creating my own light in the dark. I feel like a Mozart with the art. Our Cubans are ice dog, need a start. I feel like I'm QVP with. All right, and that was my pick, Glory, by my man Ace Hood. Let's let Reaper jump in on this one first. Reaper, your thoughts on my choice, Glory, by Ace Hood. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. The whole time I'm like, man, who is this? Man, Ace Hood. Shout out to Ace Hood, though. Man, he was doing his thing back. Mid to, well, not mid to late 2000s, really in the 2000s, like 2008, 2009, Cash Flow, We the Best Music, all that whole thing. He like dropped off after a while. Um, you know, he's sort of responsible for, you know, the beginning of Lex Luger and all that stuff, that uh, sort of trap sound that we have now uh, with Hustle Hard and all that stuff. So, yeah, shout out to Ace Hood. And then he, he left, he stopped rapping, he got his uh, health together and stuff, he started working out, he became like a fitness coach or something like that, he jacked, you know, pause, I don't know if you've seen him online, but doing his thing. Anyway, this song in particular, nah, it's just kind of a trap song. No real, I do really like the bass line, boom, 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 I really like that, but uh, besides that, it's just a trap song. Okay, I feel you on that one. Let's let uh, Kev anchor this one. Kev, your thoughts on my choice, Glory by Ace Hood. I'm I'm just shocked that Ace Hood would do a song like this. It was be like totally unexpected. Like Rapid was saying, it's like when you first heard it, you'd be like, who is this? Trying to figure out who it was. Now you said Ace Hood. And it's kind of like, Ace Hood would do a song like this. I did like the beat, but I didn't like the auto-tune part of it. If I think if he just rapped on it, it would have been better 
but you know, it's still good to see that he was able to. He didn't blow all his money, and he and he was still able to have some sort of career as he was getting himself together. But I didn't, you know, everybody doesn't have to fit into mainstream. You can always. It's okay to do your own thing and. And I just wish he would have just did his own thing with this song. Okay. Okay. I feel you on that. Well, I chose this song uh, because it's off of his new album. Memory is called Mind, but it's an acronym for Memories Inside Never Die. And, you know, the young man has, this is growth to me. Again, I, 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 get, I respect both of you all's opinion, but if you uh, check out the album, this man is married child changed his life around uh, as far as his physical and uh, uh, emotional status. And this this whole album, to me, I've heard it. Uh, it is amazing. Again, if you're into growth, you know, definitely he started Trap, but he didn't let Trap keep him in a small space. And he's expanded from this. And then I was like, glory, man, I wouldn't expect this from him. So I chose this song specifically because I wouldn't have heard, I wouldn't have expected Ace Hood to do a track like this. So and I did enjoy the uh, production on it. And again, you know, there's some encouraging words in the rap. I'm not going to say it was his best effort. Everybody wants to have a little bit of auto tunes. You know, I I unfortunately can't knock anybody for that, especially after us reviewing NBA Youngboy last week and some of the other artists we reviewed. So I'm not going to give him, you know, any. No, you can still knock it. I mean, we don't tell them to use auto tune. We just review what comes out. Also, uh, growth, but growth into just another trap song. <laughs> and, and you use the word amazing. Okay, slow down, slow down, slow down. Amazing, in my opinion, based on I know where he was. I've seen him ev- just evolve into this different human, if you ask me. As far as physically, like you said, he's jacked. And I think that also comes with this song hearing there has to be some spiritual and emotional growth as well. And maybe that's due to family and uh, a stable relationship. You never know. All I'm saying is that that's the only reason why I picked this. I actually think that you guys would enjoy some of the other songs that are on the project. This is just an old head pick. Again, I I would encourage everyone to go out and hear that uh, album. I don't know if it's noteworthy enough to have it as a, a song or album review on our pro- on our podcast just because it's not doing well as far as streams are concerned. He's indie now, I think. I don't I don't think he has a uh, a, a label contract, a large label contract. So, uh, again, amazing based on me being over the age of 50 saying that yeah, but that's not amazing then. Amazing is like let's take it back to the source. This is like four mics. This is like Four and a half mics or not? Nah. No, amazing. Not the song. Amazing. His growth. All right. Is that better? <laughs> his growth is amazing. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying. I think I you know you're speaking on a the whole project, and we're kind of since we didn't hear the whole project, we're looking at this one song, and it's like this is out of, I guess it's something different, totally different from him. Not like it's not a little different. It's like a big difference from what we know of him. And that's the thing. Yeah, no doubt. And again, that's why I brought it to the table, because, again, it it shocked me as I'm, you know, I go through so many different albums and uh, singles throughout the week. I'm listening to his uh, album and I'm like, hmm, 
I'm hearing growth. It sounds good. But then I go this way and he just totally flipped the script. Like, I mean, some of the album has a lot of tra uh, trap references, but it's trap references on this, what you shouldn't be doing. And then he throws out this. And I don't know if he's found Jesus or anything. I don't think he's going to be the next Trip Lee or anything like that. But I just <laughs> it was just a, it was refreshing to see a cat who started out in the trap game in that hard street rap game. And for him, again, I, I you hear me every week I talk about there. If you've been had money. So, again, like Reaper said, he's had good money since 2008, 2007, maybe. And here we are in 2022. At some point, you can't keep rapping about the same stuff from 2008, 2007. And that's all. And I just thought that he did on this track rap about something different than he did back then. And again, I'm not going to defend it anymore. I totally respect where you guys are coming from. And, uh, you know, the old head, I usually get beat up on this because I usually choose songs that are not popping. So it is what it is. <laughs> So here we are uh, with our The Flavor. Thank you. All right, now we're getting ready to jump into talking hip hop. And our first topic on talking hip hop is the Kanye West documentary. It's really what's popping on Netflix right now. Everybody is talking about it at work, at school. So uh, we're going to give our two cents on it. And uh, let's check in with the fellas. I'd like to say, did you learn anything or was anything eye-opening in the pro in the documentary? Kanye West has never changed. So for all these people talking about they missed the old Kanye, th this is it right here. Th the same guy you see today is the same guy from 20 years ago. I it was okay, but I, I think I'm I'm sort of nitpicky, so the uh I guess the director or the guy that was filming, it was it, it was like a him and Kanye story more than a Kanye story to me. And it kind of threw me off and I didn't have I, I, I guess, I you know, for me, I have to watch stuff without expectations or I want to cut it off. So it was a hard watch because I had these expectations like, OK, we're going to find out some new stuff about Kanye and hopefully you know, we can really figure out, you know, the thing with his mother, you know, outside of just being his mom, like, was it like words of wisdom that she really gave to him or anything? And it was just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still feel like it's something missing to me. But um, overall, it was good just to see a behind the scenes of recording a lot of songs or just him hanging out with people or just things about his life that you really you know, a lot of stuff we didn't see or, you know, you know, you just heard stories about. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I thought that uh, I was not aware that he bootstrapped the first album. I did not know that. I didn't know he was sneaking into, uh, uh, you know, not sneaking in, but going and, and taking time from other artists to finish the project. You know, I thought at least Rockefeller had given him some leeway to, to make this project after all the hits he had given him. So that was eye opening to me. I don't know if anybody else saw that, but no, I know I was surprised that Rockus didn't really didn't like put a big effort in assigning him because I feel like he was doing more for them production wise than he was for Rockefeller at that time. Yeah, you're right, but I don't know if Rockus is where he wanted to go. It seemed to me from way the way Cootie uh, really um, 
way he filmed it was that he liked the fact that Rockus was filling him, but I don't think he wanted to rock with them. He just wanted a label. He just wanted a label. I don't think it really mattered to him. I don't know. It really seemed uh, in that first episode, it really seemed like, you know, him, he, he you know, even Cootie kept saying it. He really was, you know, pressing uh, Rockefeller as far as um, Dame and and even like, why, why are you playing it for the assistants and the secretaries and other people? They really don't have no pool. But that's how much I think he wanted to be with death because he was already working with Rockets when he uh, when he was doing when he played that song at uh, Def Jam. That was my interpretation. I mean, yeah, but it's, you know, when you have access to these 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 people, you want everybody to hear your music because you just don't know. So it's, uh, um, I mean, you know, I mean, they try to say it was a bidding war or that people had interest, but. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, you saw the tape. Nobody really was thinking he could do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even Scarface was like, oh, man. You sounded good on that. You sounded good on that. Yeah, I'm going to jump on this song. But then I'm sitting there like, eh. he, he, you know, it's like all these people had an opportunity to sign him. Even if you just got him on as a producer, you could have said, all right, boom, come in and do this production deal. And then, you know, we could put out an EP or, or mixtape or something just to see how the people feel and then go from there. That's nothing. They do that for anybody. Record labels lose money on a bunch of artists, but I mean, this guy was putting out quality work and then, I mean, there's like so many people heard him rap and then nobody wanted to sign him, but, you know, things end up working out for him, but who knows what could have happened if it went in another direction, though. I think he might have been more satisfied because I think he did what he did. And Again, we can't, I don't know if we can go by the Drink Champs uh, interview because he's in a different headspace right now, but him saying that he really didn't want to do that style of rap you know, if he if he he knew he could not fit in at at uh, Rockefeller doing their type of rap, he couldn't be Freeway. He couldn't be uh, Benny, um, not Benny, um, Benny Siegel. Benny, he couldn't be Benny Siegel. He couldn't be Memphis Bleak. So he figured out a way to get in where he fit in. If you ask me, I'm just just you know looking from the outside. Uh, Reaper, your thoughts, man. Anything surprise you? Anything you learn? Anything? Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Dave Chappelle was inside the dropout bear in the early years. <laughs> um, that was fun. I actually heard that on uh, Rosenberg on Rosenberg's radio. And he said that before the episode came out. So I thought that was a, a cool tidbit. Because, um, again, for people that watched the Chappelle show back in the early 2000s, uh, him, Kanye, most deaf. And uh, Freeway was on there when they did two words. Actually, I don't know if Freeway was actually on there. I remember most Def and Kanye. But um, so, yeah, they had that connection going all the way back to then. So that was cool. And um, no, but I was going to say, I think it's really interesting. I've always asked people when you're in the booth. I mean, I've never had a chance to ask, you know, them. <laughs> You'll see after the question. But when you're in the booth and you're recording songs, when you're in the middle of recording records like Thriller, Records like Illmatic, records like, you know, for this argument, college dropout. When you're in the middle of recording it, do you understand what you're doing? Like, do you understand that this is about to be one of the greatest records of all time? People are going to say this is one of the best rap records or one of the best records, period. You know, Mike is in the studio in 82, 83, and he records 
don't stop till you get enough and thriller and beat it and billy jean do you come out of the booth and you just like oh we got one. Ooh, we got it like after you get three or four of those in a row do you understand what's happening or do you just are you just recording music you know uh because that wasn't his first record uh, mike but like Nas, he was coming out the gate with illmatic he was doing underground stuff he had been doing features like when you're in the booth making illmatic and again you had the idea to even call it illmatic being like the ultimate ill the illest possible do you understand that this is about to be something next level and it's interesting to see from kanye's perspective i would say in this situation maybe he did he was talking like yo if i can just put this album together like you said bootstrap it get help whatever like this rec- record is going to change the game and i think that's the closest answer i've ever gotten or maybe will ever get to that question do you understand what's happening in the midst of it because everybody can look back and be like oh i knew illmatic was going to change the game man eh, maybe you did maybe you did oh i knew 36 chambers is going to change the game oh maybe you did maybe you did but to have footage from that moment before it was out before it was when it was just song by song like it's kind of wild to see i can answer that question okay <laughs> <laughs> no artist feels like that their album is going to be like huge like that a lot of them they get into the moment of making that album but damn it every artist thinks their album is going to be good and I think that your, the first goal is not the flop, but to reach that, you know, like five mic status, you know, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's like, you know, I've been in studios before with, you know, with singers and rappers and and you kind of see how and you see different elements where it's like a lot of people in the studio. Sometimes the artist is distracted or a lot of people in the studio can be that artist is going to just kind of, you know, act like that's the last record they ever made and give it their all. And, you know, it's different for Kanye, I think, because, you know, we can honestly say he's always from, what, the documentary is what, 99? From 99, 2000 to today, he's always acted like this artist that is fighting for number one. And I think that's why so many people love him so much. And that's why I think with this documentary is going to push him to another level. I can, I, I honestly believe that by the end of this year, we might be talking about Kanye's top five all time. And, and that's a big, I feel like that's a big thing to say, but what? yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the argument could be made now or even years ago. Like, I don't think that's a, disrespectful thing to say at all i mean but I, I but but i mean it's it's if you generally say you know give me the five biggest names of all time i mean if you had 10 people give you a list kanye might be on let's say five lists but i think that i mean maybe, maybe just because he's still out right now like people don't always like to include people that are still active like current artists right but I think, but I think at some point this year, more people are going to put Kanye in their top five. But I mean, even if you, I think, and this this documentary is going to help him get that because it's it's like you know, it still feels like he's pushing to be number one, even the, with the trolling and everything. It still feels like he doesn't get enough credit, 
And but I think we can appreciate that, even if, you know, people don't feel like, you know, oh, he's trolling. Oh, he did his wife dirty. Oh, he did this. Oh, he did this. Oh, he did that. But at the end of the day, he's not afraid to do outrageous or unique things with his music. He's not afraid to be different with his fashion or, you know, he's not afraid to do a lot of stuff. And and I don't think it's wrong for him to say, hey, why can't I get credit as one of the greats? You know, I, I for me, I just don't know if heads are ever going to put someone w- that had assistance in their lyrical, um, you know, quest. Assistance from who? But they, I mean, but but it, it's but it's always a thing of ghostwriters, and it's a lot of artists from the eighties that won't admit it, but they had ghostwriters. I told you, like Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow did an interview where he admitted having a, a writing assistant. And then it's even like, you know, was it even a ghostwriter, though? So, like, the, the uh, you know, the idea of a ghostwriter has changed over the years. If a guy's in the studio and he says, you should make this, you should add these two words and take this out, that person can get a writing credit. Oh, so-and-so's in the studio and he gave the artist... A couple he gave all some words. Yeah, two words is is more than one. So <laughs> you know, it's we don't know where this ghostwriting thing is at right now. There's like, you know, with 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 rap music is is different from other genres. Like, you know, Murray J. Blige, she don't write that she I don't think she wrote a record ever, but <laughs> she one of the biggest R and B singers out there. Like like you just said about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson had writing partners. Does anybody care? Hell no. Thriller was a good album. Uh, Off the Wall was a Off the Wall is a classic. So who cares? Wait a minute. No, you you watch your mouth. Thriller is the greatest album. It's not a good album. You watch your mouth. We're we're we, we not gonna fight. We're not gonna do this. Off the Wall is a better album. Oh my gosh. I'm about to log off this chat, man. Anyway, Off the Wall. <laughs> look, look, look. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. I played off the wall a thriller back to back, and I, I and I was like, off the wall is a is a better is a is, is sequence better than thriller. I'll say that it's not, and that's that's one of the things that thriller's got most going for it is the sequence. And anyway, I'm not gonna go down this road. I'm just gonna say, you know what it is? You're just being a counter culture, a counter argument for the sake of being it. You're you're. Everybody says that Thriller's the greatest because it is. And you're just like, no, nah, I'm not going to go with the crowd. I'm going to just say off the wall is better. I don't even want to hear it, man. Also, uh, you you might be subconsciously tired of hearing Beat It and Billie Jean and all of these top songs your whole life. So maybe maybe off the wall doesn't get enough love. It's not a better album. though. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Let's go back to uh, Kanye, though. I think Kanye, the only uh, list that people might not be willing to put him on is like top five lyricists. I mean, some of his lyricism was heavier earlier in his career. But outside of that, I think he deserves to be on every top five, no matter what. Strongest albums, sales, popularity, you know, overall 
whatever, whatever you want to call it. I think he deserves or or there's an argument to be made at least for top five in every category with the exception of maybe lyricism. I mean, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yes, his, his lyricism has changed over the years, though, but it's still I mean, I I don't know. Like, I I even I feel like even when an artist gets to a point later in their career where their material is not as great as it was before, but if they can still generate an impact, I kind of get them a little bump. I mean, because it's hard. It's still hard to generate attention like this after 20 years, though. It's not an easy thing to do. I mean, but you know what else? He's he's in charge of his sounds. He's not just writing raps and picking beats, you know? Like, he's in charge of the whole thing, and that's what makes him different from a lot of people. And to touch on uh, what you said about, uh, or whoever said about Mike not writing stuff or Mary J. Blige or whatever, it's different for singers because you don't have to be the best songwriter, but as long as you can sing it. You know, rap is different because you got to be able to write your own raps and deliver the raps, you know, because it's about your story. That's why like rap songs don't really cover other people's songs and stuff, which is a thing that I think is a, you know, I think hip hop artists could cover a song, like maybe not say all the lyrics the same, like if they don't apply to you, but take the skeleton of the song, the same beat. Uh, the same chorus, the same, you know, maybe even the same first verse and then change the second verse or something. But um, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, I feel you guys on that. Let's segue this into the rumors of uh, and, and the rumors that came out after the Donda listening party. Did anybody hear anything? Did anybody hear about the uh, him firing his whole sound crew, throwing the mic down, being very upset about uh, how the listening party went? But he he was upset about the sound in the first Donda one. So it's I mean it's not a shock that he doesn't like the sound. I mean he's in a he's in these big open air spaces, so the sound is not going to be the best. I mean you know you can't ask for a lot. In these, what, what was it like six thousand, maybe more than that arena? I mean, at this point, plus the documentary, man. If you work with Kanye, man, you know what you're gonna get. Stop complaining, work with him or don't. That's all I got to say about it. You know what? And we don't condone illegal downloads here. I did see that someone because they put the album on that little thing that he released, the the remix thing. Yeah, I did see that someone ripped it from that somehow. I don't know. Uh. And it is up on Torrance, but I haven't heard any of the songs or anything. Yeah, we do not. We do not support uh, down uh, ripping and, uh, you know, stealing people's music. We do not support that at all. I, I What about the lineup of uh, the people who were in the building? Uh, Game, Migos, Pusha T, Jack Harlow, Marilyn Manson, the baby, Alicia Keys. And the person I told you about, I, the, I'm, uh, you know, Fabio, we already know. Like I said, we already I told you guys he has been next to him since since Kanye heard about him. But the person I was most surprised about was Playboy Cardi was in the building. Why were you surprised? Did 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 he do a uh, feature on the last album? I, I don't know. I can't remember. It was too many people on that first one. So, no, I'm just like, I didn't know he was feeling Playboy Cardi like that. That's all. But Play, Playboy Cardi is a he, he has a huge fan base, though. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But I would think he would grab 
NBA young boy over Playboy Cardi. That's all. No. Playboy Cardi plays more into Kanye's sound than young boy. Okay, okay. With young boy, you have to ask him to edit a lot of his content. Yeah. With 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 with, uh, with Playboy Cardi, you don't you don't have to edit that much. Maybe I don't I don't know if he's going to go in that same space this time that he was in with Donda Two, Donda One. I'm sorry, I don't think he's going to go in that same space. But it's still about. I mean, get, I mean, what the majority of young boy songs is about getting high and having sex. Yeah. I mean, Playboy Cardi's on his he on his emo thing, and Kanye ain't that far from an emo sound. <laughs> You're right about that. Right now, he's definitely in his emotions, and I do think we're gonna see something in there. There're gonna be some 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 lines in there about he and his wife too. So we'll see how that plays out. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like I like I said, it's you know, for him to still be at this point in the game. And can still put out number one albums and still radio shows and podcasts and blogs and vlogs and whatever, whatever, can still consistently bring his name up about his music is is a testament to who he is as an artist. And just looking at this documentary and just seeing how he worked, like his work ethic is, is is just it's something that I don't even think we even a lot of people even really give him credit for because, you know, you seen him at different points and he was sitting there and they was having fun. But then the next thing you know, he got up, he jumped to the boards, he playing beats, he's making beats, he's doing this, he's doing that. And it's just like, yeah, it's supposed to be chill time, but he was all, you know, his mind was just always going. And then to then to take that music and to jump into fashion, and it's kind of like, you got a successful music career and you are successful in the fashion world. It's like, I don't know, man. People got to, you can't deny this man, you know, like him or not. You can't really deny what he's been able to do over this, this period of time. No doubt. No doubt. Last question on the uh, Donda two. Do we think that he and Drake are going to have a collabo on this project? No, the track list has already uh, been posted. There's no Drake songs on there. I know, but do you think this is what we're going to get? You know, he, 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 he I think he's going to change something, especially now with the rumors of it being, uh, you know, ripped. I mean, but it, it's released on that uh, thing, that uh, stem player thing, and uh, it can get new songs wirelessly from what I was reading. So... I guess he could add a new song, but it. why would you, because that would be a major thing. Why would you add that song later? If it was done, it would already be done. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but it might not be cleared either. You know, that might be an issue, too, that, you know, Universal is going to want the, you to jump through some hoops to clear anything that Drake does. Nah, man, he, this man Kanye put uh, the, the IMAX experience and sold out 47 theaters or something like that. Like, this man got power. If he was going to put out a Drake song, it would already be put out, or it would be, yeah, premiered like that on, like, a grand level, like Kanye and Drake, just like the uh, the concert that they did. They had it streaming on Amazon or whatever it was. But you know what? That does bring up an interesting question. How was How was Kanye able to get away with uh releasing the album on the stem player and and nowhere else like how did he do that though 
I mean, I understand, you know, he's a big, he's a big star and he can pretty much call his own shots, but no worldwide release. I mean, did he rework his contract or what? How did how did he able to I never even really thought about that to now. How was he able to get away with doing that though? I mean, as long as there's no verbiage in his contract that says he can't put out any albums or mixtapes, as long as there's nothing that says that, and as long as uh you know, if he signed a five album deal or whatever and he puts out one album for free and he still has one other album he gotta put out before the deal is up, he's not violating no laws. Right. Is he still with the rock? I don't think so. I think he's on the Def Jam. I don't I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I don't know either. We need to look into that and check that out. And you know what? A friend of mine, we were uh, digging into some weeds a little bit, and it said, because uh, on the documentary, it said nine, nine number one albums in a row, and we were trying to figure out what counts versus doesn't count, because the beginning is pretty clear. And I, side note, I love how they didn't, and I'm being sarcastic, I love how they didn't acknowledge 808s and Heartbreaks at all in the documentary when that was a direct result of his mother dying. Like they didn't acknowledge that record at all. But again, another topic for another day. But um, so the first couple of albums and then he did The Cruel Summer, which I guess doesn't count as a Kanye record because it's a compilation he's on. That was a good music compilation, I thought. But it's called Kanye West Presents good music cruel summer i believe is what the official title is right but and he's on like half the songs but i don't think they count that as a Kanye project okay fine but then he put out yay in 2018 or whatever but he also put out kids see ghosts with 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 Kanye with uh, kid cuddy but it seems like it's like a verbiage thing because if you look it up it says Kid See Ghost is the debut studio album by Kid See Ghost, a music collective or a hip hop collective duo, you know, featuring Kanye West and Kid Cudi. So maybe it doesn't count that as a Kanye record, but if you look at Watch the Throne, it says a collaborative album between Kanye West and Jay Z because they count that as one of his number ones, I believe. But they don't count Kid See Ghost and it debuted at number two. So. Going back into the record contract thing, if Kids See Ghost came out under his original deal, if uh, Ye, if Donda, you know, he's put out like 10 albums or something like that. So I'm sure he's completed his deal by now. So I did my Googles and he is either currently there's some there's some uh, not so clear information here. He's either signed to himself and good music and distributed by Def Jam, or he's still signed to only Def Jam and, you know, Universal owns Def Jam. But he is not, uh, I don't think, I'm not seeing anywhere where he is still signed to uh, Rockefeller. So either one of the two things, either he signed to good music and distributed through Def Jam, or he's told, or he's just signed to Def Jam. So Def Jam has a piece of his contract or Universal. In some way, Universal owns Def Jam, so yeah. they're yeah. Put, they're either distributing him or they have his contract. It's one of the two, right? Right. Yeah, it would make more sense if it was just a distribution thing. All right, so let's jump into our last topic. 
And this is just one for me because I thought it was interesting. I just wanted to get the fellas uh, to send on this. And, you know, KRS-One song came out uh, February uh, 22nd and uh, opening week. It was uh, in the top 10 of Billboard. Second week, it jumped up to two and now it's at 10 and uh, it's number 10 also on iTunes rap albums list. So I wanted to see what the fellas thought about that. Do you think it's a boost from the verses or do you think his project is good enough to get streamed the way it's getting streamed? Because uh, the 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 dance song he has on there is getting a lot of play on uh, TikTok. So uh, uh, fellas, what are, what are your thoughts? Reaper, you want to jump in on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, the the so what's the title of the album? Because I looked it up, and uh, I am an MC. Are you one too? Okay, yeah, I was trying to. I'm like, what? How do you read this? Okay, <laughs> and yeah, one two. Okay, I was reading it as twelve. I'm like, man, what is this title? Yeah, I looked it up on uh, Chinese platforms, and it's not on any of them. So I was trying to see what you said about Billboard. And when it was on there and stuff. So are we talking top 200 or just hip hop? Oh, only the hip hop. Again, I don't I don't even check 200. He was on uh, rap albums, Billboard's rap albums, top 10. He was there his opening week, which was uh, February 22nd. And then the following week, which was, um, what is that? The 28th, I guess, 29th. Something like that. He was on the, on the charts there. And that's when he was at number two. And now this week, if you go to iTunes, you'll see him at 10. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> Billboard, if you're not paying for their their website, you can't see their stuff. It take You have to move real quick to see if he's still, I think he's at 11 or 12, something like that on Billboard. But he's on 10 out on, um, on iTunes. iTunes rap albums chart, he's on number 10. And I just thought it was... For an old head, I thought it was interesting that he he got that far, you know, because I don't even think Buster's cracked top 10 when he came out. Man, Buster Rhymes is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, like and I, I and I I really hope I can meet Buster Rhymes one day to ask him what was he thinking, man? Like I have had an issue with Buster Rhymes since the Big Bang came out in 2005, 2006. Back when they were still promoting rap albums heavily, remember he had locks and he cut his hair, and you could probably find the commercials on YouTube uh, somewhere. But he used to come on the screen and hold the locks and throw them down. He's like the Big Bang, the Big Bang, June thirteenth, the Big Bang. He's just man, and, and again, I just got swept up into the advertising and and Touch It came out and it was just such a hot song. I bought that album on the first day it came out, and it sucks. It's terrible like okay maybe it's not terrible but it's not a good album man and i just i would love to have a conversation about what went wrong on that album i won't even say buster rhymes is overrated i think he's slotted exactly where he should be none of his projects are really overwhelmingly great got a ton of great songs over the years but whole projects meh i'm free i forget what we was even talking about oh you was talking about billboard <laughs> We still don't care. As <laughs> and I wanted to uh, just throw this information out there. I'm looking at his streams uh, for um, 
for Spotify, he had almost 200,000 streams. So I think that maybe that's what happened. He got a lot of streams in those first two weeks. So in the last 10 days, he's gotten uh, 200 streams on Spotify. And now I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Google or 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 I'm sorry, YouTube music and YouTube music has him at 180 downloads or 180 views. So it looks like he has gotten quite a few views over the last 10 days, which I again, I think for a main artist, I can look up one of the other older artists and, you know, like K. Schley, when he puts out his stuff, he, he doesn't get to 100 views, 100,000 views in 10 days. I, you know, it's a shock that he still is able to chart that high today. Um, I, you know, I follow Chuck D online, and then when the album came out, he said, you know, Buster, he said, I mean, Karras One uh, has a good album. You guys should go listen to it. The next thing I know, he posting something like, you know, the people have spoken number two rap album in the country. And I was just like, Karras One number two. What, what is this about? Yep. And then there was a, uh, I saw the clip of the video and I was just like, I can't watch this right now. I got to be able to really look at it. And it was like something about dance or something. And I was just like, if Carol's, if he's dancing in this video, I don't want to bust out laughing enough. And so <laughs> I don't want to watch it yet. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. It's it's like you say, it, the song probably went viral on one of the social media networks. And that can help propel the album to um, a higher status on the charts. But I mean, overall, you know, I don't think a lot of people today are actually listening to his album at all. They probably listening to that one single or maybe another song. I mean, this is nothing against KRS-One, but um, his fan base is pretty much been, you know, his fan base is the the people that was listening to him in the 90s and they still follow his career. I don't think the verses, I mean, the verses might've gave him a little bump, but getting to number two, I don't think, you know, I don't think that helped it, but it's, you know, it's, it's still shocking, you know, when, you know, just seeing him at number two is this, it's still a shock and I don't know really else what to say. Yeah, I feel you on that. I, again, that, that's the only reason I brought it up. And I just did a little Googling on uh, like our man, K Slay, which we you know, have shown love to on the podcast. I'm looking at he put out a song two months ago on Spotify. It's got 58,000 streams. And on YouTube uh, music, it has 28,000 views. And that's two months. So I don't know what it is that's gotten KRS this all these uh streams, but hey, kudos to KRS one and his uh, good fortune. And you know, we gotta give a, a shout out to um to uh versus for uh you know helping the old heads get some love. I don't we again we don't know if it was the verses that got him all these streams. We like most likely like what Kev said. It was it, the dance song got hit, picked up by some kids, and uh, it's on uh, social media, and that's what's really propelling it. Is he dancing in the video or not? Uh, he's moving around. I would not say what he's doing is dancing. The kids in the video with him, they're dancing. What he's doing, I don't know if that's called dancing. Okay, but for KRS One, it's him moving around. Is it a boom bap or is it a? 
I mean, what's the sound of the song? <laughs> you can check it out. The album, I, I I'll listen to it later. I would, yeah, I'll listen to it later. Wouldn't classify it total boom bap. It sounds like he's gotten some modern production on it because a lot of it actually sounds like Griselda. If you ask me, check it out. There's a lot of slow kind of dope boy uh, beats on it. Now, the song, again, the dance song, that's an upbeat, up-tempo. And I'm not going to say it's like an old-school dance song where it's, you know, 80, 90 BP, I mean, 90, 100 BPMs. No, it's probably hovering in that 80, 85 BPM area, but it's upbeat enough for this era that is considered a dance song. Because, again, they're not doing any crazy dances. They're doing TikTok-style dances. So, you know, and, uh, you know, that's our conversation, talking hip-hop. I'd like to thank the fellas, my co-hosts, for uh, joining me tonight, having a very uh, interesting conversation. And uh, we'd like to thank the fans for listening. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. We really appreciate all your support. Let's jump in with our social media plugs. Kel, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can hit us up on Twitter at MixEraRap and our Instagram, MixEraRapPod. That's what's up. Reaper, where can they find you? All platforms at the 313 kid, T-H-E, 313-K-I-D. That's Twitter, Instagram, WeChat, if you're on that Asia thing, and Mixcloud if you like DJ mixes. All right, that's what's up. Again, uh, keep a lookout for us. Uh, email us with any questions, any comments. We have uh, interviews coming up as well as we have a live stream coming up very soon. Keep, uh, keep your ears open for that. We, again, we really appreciate all of your uh, support. We out of here. Peace. Peace.